Hello, and welcome to this Network Collective Short Take. Today, Russ and I are going to talk about nerd knobs, what they are, why you might need them, and why you probably don't need them as much as you think you do. All right, Russ, so today we're talking about nerd knobs. So what is a nerd knob? For those of you listening, he just put like a bottle cap on his forehead <laughs> so it, it, to make it appear like it's a knob on there. No, that's not what we're, we're not talking about spinning your friend around in their office chair. <laughs> well, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> uh, maybe. So when we say nerd knob, what do we mean? Um, I tend to think of a small feature that you turn on or turn off on some part of your device to make it do something kind of weird or shaky or something that kind of goes against the protocol or even like enables some little bitty thing that you never hear of. Um, it's something that if you didn't know it was there, you'd have to go look it up in the manual because not but like 20 people know about it, including the person who coded it. Well, maybe not that bad, but... <laughs> And, and typically when I think of nerd knobs, they are, they are tweaks to a protocol or to, it can even be to an application or to software. It doesn't even have to be right. to networking. The, yeah. It could be the device itself. You're tweaking like the way the fan runs. And a lot of times nerd knobs are created because some big customer somewhere needs something to work in an environment that's not well built and they've kind of thrown enough money at a vendor to get some problem fixed. Um, and so it's important to know that when you start digging into all these little tweaks and nuances um, in your software or your network. Or, or it's something that very specific to their environment. I remember once um, working on a nerd knob. We built a nerd knob at Cisco for a particular customer. No, customer, no, never. <laughs> no, we never would do that. Um, this customer was a content provider and they wanted to get the traffic to exit their network as close to the person who was coming in as possible. So they were trying to ensure symmetrical traffic in and out of their network for a particular customer. So, you know, you might come in with a web browser and you might hit some particular server and you're coming in through, say, Miami or something, and then the traffic might go out through D.C. or something because that's the shortest path back out of the network. So what we did was we actually created a nerd knob that would inject a host route if... <laughs> <laughs> you should see it. Yvonne, Yvonne, come on, isn't that bad? If the exit point for the particular, like based on the source address of the packet, you could see the source address of the packet, it would come up through BGP and it would say, oh, look, that person came in through something, through that particular source address came in through something that was not the actual best path, that's the covering slash 24 or whatever it happens to be. So I'm going to create a host route for that debt source address to bring the traffic back out of the network the same direction. Now, isn't that beautiful? I mean, that's just like awesome. Well, and that's, that's there to like maintain state and do things like that. Right. right. Like exactly. we, yeah, we're going exactly. through some sort of state machine and we need, we need the return flow to come back the same way. Right. And I also think of like EIGRP K values, right. Oh, in yeah, in general, order. that's really not something you should be tweaking um 
without really understanding it. Um, and one of the challenges with nerd knobs is that they are so esoteric that the next person to come into your environment and try to figure it out can't. Like they'll, they'll look and they'll see a configuration and be, why is this here? And then the way IT goes, people are afraid to touch it, um, but it, or it's causing some other weird condition. And then like nobody knows what to do or the path forward because there's lots of strange things going on. So and you, and you don't know how it interacts with anything else, right? Like think about that one I just described, right? That's really cool. So now you have these host routes being injected in your network. <laughs> but I mean... How's that going to scale? How's that going to work in the long run? I mean, what do you do with all those host routes that are floating around now in your network and doing all this stuff? And what happens if filling up route tables and, and eating up memory and, and then do they get pulled out in a timely way? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of fun (laughs) to think about. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, but that's, that's a classic case is you have a vendor vendor encounters a customer who has a very specific problem for their network um, or it's not well designed. Their network is not well designed, like you said, and they just create a nerd knob for that particular situation. Um, you know, or, or think about this one as a, as like a, a case of a nerd knob, uh, being able to inject steps in the best path calculation in BGP cost community, right? At any point you want to, this is, this is, a lot of control for a provider who knows what they're doing. <laughs> right. It's a lot of rope to build a hangman's noose if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so what are some tips for folks as they think about using nerd knobs? Are there circumstances in which you might need to? Um, yeah, I think there actually are. I think your situation has to be pretty specific. I think the danger is that, when you get to nerd knobs, to me, it means either I have a bad design or I'm working around something that doesn't work the way I think it should work, which means I should back up and go back to basics. So my first, my first thing is, if I'm using nerd knobs, I need to stop and say, wait, stop, red flag, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Let me go back and rethink this. Is this really the right thing to do? Not just to try to use the nerd knob effectively, but use the nerd knob as I need to stop. This has got to, I've got to stop right now and really think about what I'm doing. And I like to think of that as like a complexity threshold, right? Like I have a complexity threshold in my mind and anything beyond this, I'm going to have to justify in a, in a higher way to myself to, to really validate that this is what we need to do. Um, And, and so that absolutely, when you start, tweaking those really esoteric things you got to start thinking is this have i gone too far down the rabbit hole here um and and the other thing too is if you do have to do something like that because there are circumstances that are outside of your control and we know how it is in big organizations right you've got you know different teams who may not report up through the same reporting structure and and team a refuses to do anything about a problem and team b needs something to work differently so that they can do what they need to do. And a lot of times that's how we end up with workarounds. But if you have to do that, you really have to document it and and document not just what you did, but why you did it and the circumstances, you know, without naming names, nothing that could be indictable. 
you know, but, <laughs> you know, because we had this technology in place that required these um, requirements, then we had to do X, Y, and Z to make this other thing work. And if you document it that way, then whoever comes along behind you when you've moved on to bigger and better things will have some hint as to why that's there. And maybe if you've documented the causes effectively, they'd be, oh, well, they did finally get rid of that technology. Right. And that's not something we have to worry about anymore. Or I noticed this new thing going on over here and I can just get rid of that now. Not just the technology. Right particularly that I'm reacting to, but just in general, right? Like that's suddenly been built into the protocol or something, whatever the case might be. Right. Uh, so I think those are good rules of thumb. If you're going to do it, document it, not just what you've done, but why you've done it and why you've done it that particular way. You know, there's a lot of different ways of doing things and we don't ever tell people why we chose that way. We just tell them, yeah, we chose this way. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> It's not always obvious. <laughs> and and um, I know when I was a computer science student many years ago, decades, that can be measured in decades, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> you know, you learn very quickly that as you're writing code, you may go back to a project that you did last semester and you're like, what, what was I thinking here? Right. And, and so that fades very quickly. And it's the same thing in our um in our designs and our configurations of our gear, you're not, even though it's very crisp in your mind today, um, six months from now, a year from now, that's likely going to be gone. Um, so you leave some notes for yourself, document, think twice before you start tweaking these really fundamental uh, features or, or, you know, these weird things and protocols. Um, say no to proxy ARP. I think Rock, Russ and I were talking about that earlier. You know, there are just certain things that like, it shouldn't work that way, you know. <laughs> just so in general, <laughs> yeah, I just had to throw that out there. Um, you know, avoid nerd knobs um, and document them when you can't. You do have to use them. Yep. That's Anything right. else, Russ? Nope, that's it. I think that's cool. All right. I think that's it for this uh, Network Collective short take. Um, check us out at thenetworkcollective.com. Um, look at our membership options. You can see those at thenetworkcollective.com slash join.